Today is Wednesday, September 21st. The title for our devotional is Jesus Wins by Losing. Jesus didn't just teach his followers to obey, even if it seems to come at the expense of winning. He lived it as well. In the Garden of Gethsemane, before Jesus goes to the cross, we see this on full display. We're going to read Matthew 26, 47 to 56. It says, While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, who will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Some interpreters suspect that Judas betrayed Jesus not solely for money, but to sort of speed up Jesus' rise to power. In this idea, he was trying to force Jesus' hand and bring the revolution against Rome that they had hoped the Messiah would do. If this is true, and that is an if for sure, Judas was trying to go beyond the will of God to bring about what he thought was God's desired outcome. The end of Jesus rising to power would justify Judas's betrayal of him, so he thought. But of course, God had other plans. Again, an example of somebody, perhaps, attempting to control the outcome instead of just being obedient. After Peter, John's Gospel tells us that it was Peter, cuts off the servant's ear, Jesus reminds his disciples that it isn't about winning in this moment. Jesus could win at any moment. He could call down legions of angels to free him from the Sanhedrin's arrest. Heck, he could call down legions of angels to defeat the Roman Empire and make himself king of all creation. Instead of winning, Jesus is focused on fulfilling scripture. That is, doing the Father's will or being obedient to the will of the Father. Even a few short hours prior to Jesus' arrest, he prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was fully submitted to the will of the Father, even if it meant losing in this moment. And for him, that meant losing his life. Of course, we know it was God's will for Jesus ultimately to win by conquering death and the resurrection and reigning over all creation. Jesus' victory, however, didn't come by winning in every circumstance. It came by surrendering to the Father's will and obedience, even to death on a cross, as Philippians 2, 1-11 tells us. Jesus won by losing. He trampled death by death, as Matt Maher writes in his song, Christ is Risen. That is certainly not an outcome that I could have possibly foreseen. If submission to the will of the Father was good enough for Jesus, it certainly ought to be good enough for us as well. Today I invite you to spend some time in prayer. Pray a prayer similar to this. Put it in your own language if you'd like. Father, help me submit to your will and to obey in all circumstances. 
I want to follow your will and be obedient to you, even if it means suffering or losing here and now. I confess so often pursuing my own plans, my own comforts, and my own control over obedience to your will. Spirit, would you guide me into your will today? Amen. Amen.